sisters, join the resistance. Come on, let's start by talking tactics. Have a pass and match this. Here's how we practice. The last order conversation. David Jason. Hey, everybody, welcome to Cop. Cop, Pulcher, Continue Pum. This is John Elliott. This is Patrick Riccardi, and we support the Thin Blue Line. This week, we're doing... Cops versus... <laughs> Cheers versus Abby. God damn, what do we got cops on the brain today? I guess so. Cheers versus Abby's. Uh... Very topical, because Abby's was uh, canceled two days ago. Oh, was it? Mm-hmm. I did not realize. Well, you mean a week and two days ago, I guess. Well, yes, for uh... listening to this podcast. Yeah, well, I mean, we can get into that when we talk about Abby's, I guess. Um, we did the we did the pilot episodes of both, mm-hmm. both available on Hulu. Cheers might be available somewhere else too. I have no idea. Oh, Cheers is on Hulu. That's funny. I watched it on Netflix. Oh, there you go. Uh, yeah. So we'll start. I I always got the impression that you did not like Cheers. Do you like Cheers, or you just think it's so so? I mean, I think it, I think like a lot of things, it doesn't hold up the best, but it's better than I, like this episode was better than I remembered the show being. Yeah, I thought this episode at least hold, held up very well. It was, yeah. it was very funny. And I mean, like other things, since we're talking, like last week we talked about the the Jeffersons becoming caricatures. The characters become caricatures eventually, but this first episode, they're just being introduced, so obviously they're not. And it was—it had a lot of little subtle things too. Anyway, we can talk more. Yeah. But I just wanted to get your. Well, so I—I I think it holds up as well as the '70s ones. I just don't think it was ever as good as the '70s ones. Yeah. Like I think Mary Tyler Moore is as good as it ever was when I watch it. Same with Bob Newhart show, and I think Cheers is as good as it ever was, but I don't think it ever had as much to it it was always a very funny show but it just wasn't as as good as those shows no but let's also take a look at the climate so i was looking up um the best 80s sitcoms and it's a shit show from start to finish right Um, and this came out in 82 really early in the 80s i didn't remember it was that well it it came out in 82 but didn't really become a thing until later yeah no it didn't but the first couple seasons were like ratings losers, and then, and then, which was neat that the the network had trust in it, but then it eventually became a blockbuster. Yeah, back then when they did such things. Uh, I, even back then they didn't do such things. It was it was weird. They did them more often than now. The age of yeah. three networks, I think they would. Uh, well, and plus, I think you know the creators had a track record at that point already, so. Well, they had they were involved in Mary Tyler. I don't remember. Or I know they're from Taxi, but I don't know what else they did. Yeah, I know. I I can't remember either. I just remember seeing their names on TV shows. Oh, um, they're involved with Mash and Mary Tyler Moore and yeah, the and Taxi. So yeah. So that probably helped. The uh, Charles brothers. But like, yeah, the, this the list that's coming up for me is like obviously the Cosby Show. Family Ties, and then you get Alf and Growing Pains, which, you know, Who's the Boss, Golden Girls, yeah. Roseanne, um, Seinfeld, which is, like, really not an Much 80s lit. show. No, well, Seinfeld, what, 89? 89, yeah. yeah. 
And Roseanne was good, but not. I don't think it was as good as Cheers. No. Yeah. But I think, on, on, uh, I guess the same thing. Cheers was kind of groundbreaking in that it was all in a workplace. Was that? Yeah. No, and I it, guess not. I guess it was. But it did because Taxi was kind of like that, too, I yeah, guess. Um, yeah. But it was also groundbreaking in 82 just be well not even groundbreaking it was more like a holdover from the earlier sitcoms in that there were no lessons to be learned or anything on it Mm -hmm. it was just a comedy show it wasn't trying to be socially conscious in any way or treacly you know you just like seinfeld said about his show you you're never going to learn anything at the end (laughs) uh and same with cheers which I appreciate. So, you wanna you wanna do a brief synopsis of this? First yeah, this episode? is this episode introduced like if you've probably seen this show, but it introduced all the characters from the show. It, uh, it starts with uh, Diane, who's the fussy becomes eventually the fussy waitress walking into the bar, seeing Sam the bartender, and uh, she walked into the the bar with her boss and future husband. Yeah, the and, poor man's Larry Hagman. <laughs> he did not remind me of Larry Hagman, but it might have been the ac- accent. Yeah, yeah, I, the face. I was thinking more. I yeah, I I see it when you say it. Yeah, she she was his what his uh, student assistant. He was a professor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, she's he goes to get the a wedding ring wedding ring from his uh, fabulous ex wife, and comes back to say that. Uh, to to auto to, to say that they can go now, but he he was really impressed by her, and then he goes back to get the ring, and then he just leaves. Yeah, and he, you, he leaves her base, basically at the altar, but it's at Cheers. Yeah, and in the process of her waiting, we meet all the other members of the of the Cheers family, and it's it's just funny how from this very first episode, everything is set up so. Like, you learn so much in such a short amount of time that Sam is a playboy. Norm is Norm. Uh, Cliff is Cliff. Yeah. Not only that, but uh, – and uh, Coach is Coach and uh, – what's her name? Carla is Carla. But the, the relationship of, of how she, uh, Diane sees herself in relation to the bar is set up in the first few hours she's there where uh, Sam says, you like them and you think they like you, which is – that's that's great. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I, I was also struck uh, in this first episode by how much better of a character Diane was than uh, Kirstie Alley's character later on. Yeah. A better foil for Sam. Uh, I can't. Rebecca, that was Kirstie Alley's mm-hmm. character, right? Yeah. Who just kind of seemed ditzy. Well, it was it was a it was, it was a very she was a gold digger, basically, right? Yeah, she was. She wanted to. She wanted to get with uh, Robin Colcord, was that the boss? Right, and then the well, that was the second boss. Or the, Tom Skerritt was just, was one of them that she wanted to get with as well. Oh, right, yeah, yeah. Later. I don't know who was first. Oh, she, he was later. But anyway, uh, in spite of that, I thought she did a good job with not a lot to work with. She did, but I I'm just saying Diane was a better character. I, I agree with you, but at the same time, I'm glad they created a character that was almost the exact opposite of Diane when they because they had Frazier at that point anyway. Right. So, yeah. Right. Uh, yeah, and Coach, Coach had the funniest line to me when Diane says, uh, "Where's your bathroom?" and he said, 
right next yeah. to my bedroom. Uh, yeah, that was, that was memorable. And it was funny. Like the jokes Mm -hmm. landed, I thought still, yeah, still for an 82 sitcom. And, uh, we talked about this one would be a perfect candidate to have a on stage live done of it. Yeah, I, I know casting, casting would be difficult again. Well, yeah, it's very, very, the entire cast is good in this show. I mean, I think Shelley Long gets made fun of a lot because she left early, but she is very, very good in this show. Oh, she was super awesome in this episode, I thought. Yeah. Uh, it would be very difficult to recast, but Ellie Klumper could do it. Man, you're just picking her for everything. Well, that's all she can do the rest of her career is recreate roles created by other people. You know who could possibly do Norm, um, since we're going to be talking about Abby's, is the Abby's dude, the, the middle guy? The mm-hmm. Scrubs guy, he he might work as Norm. Yeah, that's basically what he was doing in Abby's, as we'll talk about. Yeah, yeah, we'll talk about it later. He um, could do a lot. He's a very, very talented, funny guy. I I don't like everything he does. Like the show, like the content's not always great, but he always. Anyway, we'll talk about him later. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I think Sam and Diane would be the hardest to cast. I think the others would be somewhat easier. Mm-hmm. Who'd be Carla? I, no, actually, no. I think she would be very difficult to cast. No, as well. you know who'd be good? Susie Essman. Is that the from? It's the mother from Curb Broad Desi. City and Curb. Yeah, and she's yeah. on Curb. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, she could pull be, it off. She'd be fine, but it would be. I don't know. It'd be there'd be trouble if she overacts it because that's one of the good things about Raya Perlman. She has this role that is a lot of overacting, but she's still subtle while she overacts. If that makes sense. Yeah, I know what you're saying. It's uh, contained. Yeah. Which is different than Susie Espen's roles, where she's not supposed to have it contained. It's over to the top. Yeah, yeah. But I think, her, that's, did I, think, I get her name wrong? No, Susie Espen. That's right. I, okay. I think she could do it contained if mm-hmm. she... Yeah. Uh, Coach could be one of the dummies from Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Hitchcock and uh, Scully. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah, I don't know if they got the chops for it, actually. They don't... They don't do a lot. They're pretty one note on that show, so it's hard to yeah. tell. Andy Samberg can play coach or Sam. Hmm. Ah, oh, maybe. Yeah, he's got. Actually, you could just take the Brooklyn. If you're going to do that, we could just take the entire Brooklyn Nine Nine cast, cast and replace and them. Put it in the Cheers. Yeah. Why not? <laughs> oh yeah, because uh, Stephanie Beatrice would be good, Carla. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah. Oh my God, what's her name? Well, I don't think I ever knew her name. B. Diane. I know her name, and I... Melissa Fumero. Oh, uh, yeah, I did know her name. <laughs> yeah, no, that would work perfectly. Captain Holt could be uh, Cliff. Yeah, that's that's spot on. <laughs> one of the doofuses could be Coach, uh, and then one of the doofuses could be Norm. Yeah, yeah, totally. Then you're just left with Terry Crews. No idea. Yeah. Who cares? Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, it was... Uh, what What did you think watching it? I oh. thought it was a lot of fun. And I thought the the, the setups that you knew what was, what was going to happen were still funny. Like uh, when that whole scene where Diane's leading up to where she's going to talk about her problems. She's like, must be really hard to be a bartender and have to listen to people's problems. Yeah. And, then... <laughs> and where you knew exactly where it was going, it was still funny. I thought 
it was a really subtle, fun thing that the one dude was like, thanks for listening to my problems. No problem, Ron. I don't know if we ever saw that character again, but, but he takes his wedding ring out of his pocket and puts it back on as he's walking out the door. It's really a yeah. It's a, a, a funny choice. I don't. Yeah, we probably never did see him again. The uh, yeah, the I think the reason for like what you're saying, where even when you see the joke coming or the punchline coming, is uh, the delivery of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, I mean that's te- that's testament to how good Charlie Long is how, and and Ted Danson. Yeah, and and I was surprised because there was a lot of hate for Shelley Long when she left. Um, and I think it's just. It's just that thing. Well, oh, you think you're too big for this thing that we all love? Right, right. And unfortunately, her career probably well probably went better. She wasn't working every day of the week. I don't know. Yeah, well, it never. She never took off in films or anything. But no, no. But she's back on Modern Family and stuff, so she's fine. Mm-hmm. Haven't seen George Went anything. I know uh, Cliff is in every Pixar movie somewhere, right? Yeah. Carla. Rhea Perlman just living off that fat ass, it's always sunny money, I guess. That's, that's all she needs. Yep. Really, I mean, Ted Danson and Woody Harrelson, who were, was not in this episode, the only ones that really went on to do a lot. I know. Weirdly, It's weird that Woody Harrelson kind of became the biggest star of the whole cast. Doesn't he have an Oscar? Or at least a nomination? Got to, yeah. I, I don't know if he won, yeah, because People versus Larry Flint, I think, is what he was nominated for. I don't remember if he won or not. Um, yeah, I know we, a lot of these people, we just haven't, I mean, you know, coaches, coaches in hell now, but. Oh boy. Uh-huh. I doubt that very much. Well, so, uh, the guy who played coach Nicholas Colasanto. Yeah. He, I don't know what the story is, but there's a bunch of Columbo, Columbo episodes that are directed by a person named Nicholas Colasanto. And I don't think it's him. Well, from what I understand. What fucking IMDB's for, man. John Cassavetes directed those episodes and used that name, but I don't know if they were friends and that's why I used the name. It's just a very weird story. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, I wonder if they were. How would you even know? Let's see. Well, he did. He was in big movies and stuff. I, I mean, he was in Raging Bull, so he maybe was friends with all those guys. I, I don't know, but I just always thought that was very weird that it was the same name. And I was like, wow, when I was a kid, Coach directed these and then Later, when IMDb came about and they saw that was a uh, pseudonym for Cassavetti, I was like, that's weird. Why did they choose that name? Yeah, I'm trying to find some answers right now, but let me see. I don't know how to spell his name, apparently, so I am looking up Cheers now. Um, yeah, wait, so what, but what led to that? They were... We're just talking about... You were saying Coach was not in heaven, which he obviously is, because he died midway through or the third season, I think, something like that. And, oh, I was going to say, like, as a, I guess I was a teen, I thought, uh, I thought B.B. Newworth, is that how you say her name? Fraser's mm-hmm. wife? I thought yes. she was, like, gorgeous. I, th- I think everybody did. No, dude, he fucking directed Columbo. I know it says that. I realize it says that. I realize that fully. No, I looked up the actor. and I understand it says that on IMDb. I have read in numerous places that it's actually Cassavetes who directed those episodes. But why? He directed all kinds of shit. I'm just telling you what I've read. Ben Casey, my favorite Martian. Uh, 
Bob Hope presents Chrysler Theater. Wait, what else have we got? Kojak. Beretta. Come on. Cassavetes didn't direct Kojak and Beretta. No, I'm not saying that. Just Columbo. That was the rumor. Maybe it's made up by somebody, and I got it all wrong all these years. Yeah, that, seemed, that sounds like one of those... Uh... But even so, it's pretty cool. If, if if so, I'm all wrong on that. But it's pretty cool that Coach directed a bunch of great TV shows. Yeah, and I'm trying to I'm trying to see if he's ever he ever worked with Cassavetes, but it doesn't look like. Well, he directed the episode of Columbo that Cassavetes was in. Oh, oh, it's so weird. Yeah, who knows? The world may never know. I mean, I can only go by what IMDb says, and they say, "Ooh, there was a TV series of Shaft." Oh, here's the story. I don't know where this came from. The Columbo episode was credited to Nicholas Colasanto, a real director and actor, uh, but was taken to El Cassavetes and Peter Falk decided to co-direct the episode so long as the credit and director's fee went to their friend Nick. This has given rise to the rumor. Oh, now I was wrong. Nick Colasanto's is a pseudonym for Cassavetes. Okay, so yeah, that's what it was. It was only that episode they directed. Okay. All right. Well, that's cool. I'm glad I figured... Found that out. Yeah, especially since we don't have a whole lot to say about Cheers. No, it's it's a great show. It's it's a really really perfect episode. It was a lot of fun. It set things up. I, I would like to watch a little more Cheers just to see how it holds up. I thought this one held up really well. I love. I I'll never get tired of Coach. And there's an episode of, with uh, with Coach that actually when I was a kid made me cry. It was so touching. Where uh, do you remember the one with his daughter? Oh yeah, I do. When she was saying that she was ugly. Right, yes. I love that episode. It's it's funny and touching. So it's there, a... there is a coach line I've remembered forever. I mean, since it first aired, and he was telling. I, I don't know who he was talking to, but he was saying like, when he needed to remember something, he used like he'd make up a song as a oh mnemonic, yeah, mnemonic device, <laughs> and it was Albania, Albania, yeah. you border on the Adriatic. <laughs> so fucking stupid. Yeah, no, he was great. Uh, so this this show, when they originally put it together, they imagined Fred Dreyer as playing uh, Ted Danson's oh, role. That would not have worked. And it was set in California, I believe. Nope. I like the East Coast. I like the Boston setting. Yep. Ooh. Yeah, they dodge a bullet with Ooh Fred Dreyer. No. Maybe he would have been funny. I don't know, but it is that is a piece of. Cheers trivia that always makes me laugh. <laughs> he is not. I don't think he's subtle enough to do what. What I've Ted never Danson seen him in, in, in anything except for Hunter. So. Yeah, I've seen him. I mean, I feel like he was one of those guys that was like, also on TV shows in the '70s, like Kojak and shit like that, as like hmm. a guest role. But I could be wrong. Um. Yeah. No, oh, no, that wouldn't have worked. Wow, there was a Cheers live on stage, stage in Boston. With this cast? Nope. This oh. was in 2016. Huh. Anyway, the other thing I like, I always like about Cheers is watching the opening credits, and it always upset me that Coach's name was not with the character that looked like Coach, but other but Everybody names. else is, yeah. Yes. Um, yeah, no, it's, it's worth watching. I would like to watch some more, too. I... Because it was shocking how not 80s it seemed. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, well, let's take a break. And, oh, no, go ahead. 
I, I like the cold open too. It was just dumb. It wasn't especially funny, but it was dumb. Oh, about the kid trying to get the yeah, use the fake yeah. ID. Yeah. And then like a lot of shows, I like. I don't remember if Cheers always did this, but that 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 remained that character. It was a cold open that that it wasn't like jump ahead to he was still in the show when when the actual show started. Yes. Oh, I know what you're saying. After yeah, uh, after the commercial break. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean that was that was pretty like that was the most standard sitcommy type uh, situation in the episode. I thought. Yeah, yeah, but it was still funny. But it was Ted Danson's reactions too were. That's why Fred Dreyer wouldn't have worked. Right, he'd been angry. Yeah, Try to shoot him. <laughs> anyway, uh, let's take a break. We'll come back with Abby's right after this. We had a comrade, a brave comrade, he could talk for whole days. But then he tried to be a hero, tried talking about Shamiro to computers wearing earphones. He almost died for conversation, hallucinations, good vibrations. Van Dyke Park's greyhound racing, steeplechasing. All right, we're back with Abby's. So I think it's pretty clear that Abby's owes a debt to Cheers. And, and I was thinking when we we're talking about Cheers, Cheers owns a, owes a, I don't know if it's on purpose, but there is an old time radio show called Duffy's Tavern that was similar in just that it's set in a bar and it involves a bunch of interesting characters that, so it's kind of a, a line. Yeah. And when you say interesting characters, I assume you're referring to Cheers and not Abby's. Um, the, I think the most interesting thing about Abby's was that it was filmed in front of a studio audience outside, but that's also not that interesting, really. They made a big deal about that, not only in the filming, but in like the, the press tour about it. And I don't know why anyone would care. No. Um, it's not good. I think I, I didn't dislike it as much as you, but I think the, my biggest problem with it, it was so disappointing because it was a Mike Schur show and I had super duper high hopes. And I know the hopes had steadily been pushed down by the fact first, the, the fact that I found out that he wasn't actually, he was just basically the money behind it. Producer, Yeah. Uh, so, but, it, uh, yeah, I was, I didn't, I didn't hate it as much as you, but I didn't love it either. I'm not, I don't even know if I've watched all the episodes yet. Oh, I only watched this one. I had no desire to watch anymore after this. I think she's good, but she's also very limited. Like, she plays the same role, kind of, in everything. I thought this... I thought... No. Eh, She has similar... I don't think she has a lot of range, is what I'm saying, I guess. Yeah. Um, She comes across as similar to me, no matter what. I I mean, in Parks and Rec, she actually literally played a bartender, so... Yeah, no, but that's right not what that. I mean. I mean, like, <laughs> I know. emotionally, yeah. Um, well, all right. So Abby's is about, she is a combat veteran, right? Some kind of veteran. I didn't know it was combat, but uh, yeah, some veteran. I don't know why I assumed it was combat. Um, maybe I'm mixing up with one day at a time. But uh, she opens a bar in her backyard and invites her friends slash neighbors 
over. I don't even know if they're friends. Before yeah, she, her neighbors come over yeah. and and partake of and the atmosphere it, and, and the bar. It took me a couple, a little while to get used to that concept because it's so, it's not really, it's not grounded. It's very unrealistic. But once I got used to it, it was funny. Yeah, was it? <laughs> and, uh, Abby is played by Natalie Morales and it has Nelson Franklin who has been in a bunch of failed, sitcoms. sometimes funny, sometimes not sitcoms and some that have been successful. He's the, the, the foul mouth center's mouthpiece. Or oh, I yes, on, on Veep, yeah. On Veep, yeah. He, he had a short-lived role in uh, The Office, where he played the IT guy. Oh, right, yeah. Well, yeah, that was... But that was just a few episodes, right? Like, Yeah, at most two or three, and I don't yeah. know if it's the same character. He was in an episode where he told Pam and wasn't even... In it. None of his... his uh, like parts in the office were especially funny, but he told Cam, uh, Pam that he couldn't hire at the high school thing. And then he, I guess he got hired for a new job or if it's an entirely different character. Yeah. Probably a different character. That he's like, <clears throat> uh, I'm going to say it's the same character, well, and, the same guy. And like, I like Natalie Morales too. I just mm-hmm. think she is kind of limited and, and he's good. Uh, the dude, he's good. The dude from the middle and Scrubs is always good, as you he's said. He's great. Yeah. Like the he's... cast. There's nothing wrong with the cast. It's all with the the writing and just kind of the. It's such a standard, old fashioned sitcom. Yeah, which I, I that's I don't think I mind that as much as you. And I was, I was enjoying this to see where I would go, but it's not going to go anywhere because it's only got one season. Yeah. Well, I, I mean. It just when I say standard sitcom too, I mean unfunny jokes. I think that was the, I didn't laugh once at it. Um, what he plays, uh, what's his name? Uh, IT guy plays the nephew, is it, of the <laughs> woman who owns the property that Abby rents right. and has the bar on? And he comes and sees there's a bar going on. He's he's like, what? Yep. That's basically it. So it's them kind of like fighting about it until he gives in of course and lets her have the bar with some stipulations that's the premise and i laughed at some things there was just some physical humor that was funny i mean physical humor combined with the situation that was funny with the guy catching on fire and... the old dude no that wasn't yep. the old dude was it no no it wasn't the old dude but it was in the area the old dude was yeah yeah i literally like i don't remember and i've seen it twice now I don't remember specifics, which is a bad sign, I think. Um, yeah, I, I just I just found it. Like, there was no reason. I I put it on my one pass, you know, before it even came on because of Mike Schur's involvement, and I took it off after after that first episode. Why do you even bother with that when you can watch stuff on Hulu? That's true. You have to wait till the next day, though. I mean, I watch it live or, you know, night of on if I DVR it, so... This was directed by, I don't know her name, but Pamela Fryman. And I've never heard of her, but she's directed a ton of stuff. Really? You wouldn't know it by me. She directed almost every single episode of uh, How I Met Your Mother. She directed a bunch of One Day at a Time, the new one. And that's kind of neat that there's the... I I guess that's the way it is with TV, that you don't always know these prolific directors. But I, I like that she exists. Oh, yeah. Why would you? Unless it's Richard Boner's. Um, yeah, I, ugh, 
I just I found the characters overall kind of lacking any real personality, any kind of memorable per- like especially compared to Cheers, you get you get it like right away who everybody right. is. In this, they're just they didn't seem like fully formed people. They're just they s- seem like oh these are like the guys from Cheers. Yeah, but less so. Like yeah, they're just they're just people like, at a bar. She the the I had it wrong. The oh, what's his name Neil Flynn. Yeah, I or, think that's his name. Yeah, Neil Flynn was not really the Norm character. The woman was the Norm character. Just instead of talking about his wife, she was talking, talking about, about her kids. kids. Yeah. So it, I did like the the bouncer guy. I, I think his name is hard to say, so I'm not gonna even going to try. But he he actually cracked me up in a couple of episodes. Well, I mean, weirdly, his name is John Smith. But go on. Uh, Joe Joe. I know. I know you have trouble with it. Um. Yeah, Actually, he, I'm wrong. I'm looking at the wrong name. His name is Leonard Ost. Ost. Well, that's hard to say. Yeah, I don't understand that last name at all. But no, he he was the actors. The actors did the best with what they had. Yeah, I thought it was a great cast, and I I agree that the writing was lackluster. But I thought it was better than I think I liked it a lot better than you. And I am disappointed they canceled it because it would have been interesting to see if they could do anything more interesting with it. Yeah, I just think it's another like we talked about on the on the all in the family and the Jeffersons thing, especially the new versions. Um, but I just think studio audiences are a bad I, idea nowadays. I think we talked about it more when we talked about one day at a time. Yeah, maybe so. Yeah, this is not only the studio audience, but the the, the aspect of this kind of show existing. Not that this was at nearly one day at a time is infinitely better than this show. I'm not yes. trying. To, Agreed. say anything about that but uh, just the it's nice to have a show where you don't have to watch every single episode and know what's going on like no, Brooklyn it's... Nine-Nine you kind of can go in midstream but something like The Good Place you're it's it's just not you can't even Brooklyn Nine-Nine I feel like the characters are get so developed mm-hmm. over time even it though helps. you can yeah it helps for sure to watch from but the it, beginning but something like this is designed specifically so you can go in like the fifth episode and pick up everything you need to pick up. And I, I think that kind of show is nice to have once in a while. That's why I was, I had higher hopes. My hopes had been dashed earlier, but I just, I thought it would be a little bit better than it is, but that's why I had to watch a second episode. And I think it's better than my, my initial reaction. It's still not great. Yeah. I think, I mean, it's definitely, it's the kind of show you can put on while you're like surfing the internet and doing something else. Mm -hmm. Um, which is, you know, obviously not the good place or shows like that. You can't do that with. Right. And um, show like Brooklyn Nine-Nine, you don't want to. Right, exactly. Or, yeah, you definitely don't want to with the good place either. But I haven't seen a list of what, not to change the subject of what's coming out next year, have you? No, not yet. I know, it's got to be coming soon. Speaking of, um, of, well, we're not really speaking of it. We're speaking of TV shows, I guess, in general. Have you been keeping up on iZombie? I just watched the second episode of the season. Okay. So I'm not all the way. Have you been enjoying it? Are you all yeah, caught up? I'm, yeah, I'm caught up. I'm enjoying it more as it goes on, yeah. Oh, you, you didn't like how it started? or? No, I thought it was fine, but I think it's getting more... Uh, you know, the, they were kind of standalone episodes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, not all not all of it, but like it's getting more big plotty. You know, I over gotcha. Our, overarching plot thing, so... Anyway, yeah, no, I haven't seen the list, and it is, well, it's not quite officially summer, but it's basically summer. Kids are out of well, school. Well, I think they canceled a bunch of stuff, so that, I guess that's the per- first spot. Like, uh, 
What was something that got canceled? Oh, no, some things got picked up, I guess. The, that woman from the show with Ken Park, is that his name? The Where they run the restaurant? That got re- talking about. Oh, no, I have to look it up. Fresh Off the Boat, is that what it's called? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And she tweeted or put on Instagram that she was disappointed that it got continued. <laughs> and then she said, I wasn't talking about that, but who knows? Yeah, she probably was. Oh, there is a Mike Sher coming out that I did hear about that has Cal Penn. It's immigration comedy. All right. Well, let's see if that's a uh, multi or single cam. That might make all the difference for that one. And I, I think he's just producing it. He's not. It's just Cal Penn is the one that's writing it. Yeah. Okay. Well, Cal Penn is a likable guy. Mm-hmm. He's and he's 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 good. Yeah. I uh, I watch his watched his shows on Amazon Prime. Have you seen either of those? No, I didn't know he had any. Yeah, well, they're kind of documentary shows. One's about the global economy, um, and it's more fun than it sounds. And then one is, I can't remember the other one. It's its along similar lines. It's like how the world works type stuff. Uh, anyway, yeah, well, we'll see how that goes. Mike Sure producer, we have learned, is not the same as Mike Sure creator, so. Um, right, I don't, but I don't know. I mean... Maybe he has more involved in this one. Uh, just like Brooklyn Nine-Nine, I don't think he has as much... He's not as much involved with Brooklyn Nine-Nine as he was, or he is in The Good Place, but... No, but yeah, he had a lot more creative input on Brooklyn Nine-Nine than he did on Abby's. You think so, yeah? Yeah, just from listening to him talk on The Good Place podcast and stuff, I, I feel mm-hmm. like, yeah. I don't know, I mean... I guess he doesn't have any written written by... Well, I don't know if he has any written by on uh, Brooklyn Nine-Nine Either, yeah. Anyway, who knows? Yeah. Well, this this is I mean, not... the guy's not perfect, is all I'm saying. Maybe. No, but he's. I mean, he's great. Yeah, he is great. And... He's my favorite. Uh, like he's the the good version of Chuck Lorre. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Well, maybe not. His movies, his shows don't make that much money. Well, he's the anti Chuck Lorre. Let's just say. <laughs> I wonder how how his his sensibilities would translate to film if he tried to make a movie. I don't if know. They, if they even would, maybe they wouldn't. Yeah, I know. I don't know if they would either. I think, um, you know, they the This Is Us dude tried to do that, and that didn't work out well for him. Why? Uh, what, what did he make? Oh, man, I can't remember the name of it, but he, he put out some movie last year, I think, and it got really bad reviews. Huh. Uh, Life Itself or something like that, it was called. I don't remember. Uh I, although, I, yeah, I think Mike Schurz would translate better to film, especially since it would be comedic. Um, I know, because I can't, I was thinking like the same thing about Mitch Hurwitz, although he seems to have lost the plot. Did you listen to that comedy Bang Bang with David Cross? Yeah, he did not seem interested in talking about Arrested Development. No, that. At all. I thought that was hilarious. Um, I, I still haven't watched the new season. I probably won't. Well, I watched the first half. Did the second half ever come out? I have no idea. Okay. Just like I watched the first half of, of Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt, but the second half of that came out, right? I don't think yeah, I finished I'm, that yeah, one. Yeah, I finished that. Yeah. It was No, it, I, thought, I thought it was still funny, but it was not nearly as good as it was during its prime. It was just okay. I'm we, talking oh, about Arrested Development. Development. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, no. Once it moved the, to Netflix, yeah. It was The first season when it came back to Netflix was really good. The one that followed that up was not good at all. Anyway. 
Yeah, but he hasn't done anything else, has he? No, I don't. I know. I mean, because he did that one with Will Arnett, right? That tanked after a few episodes. That was really good, though. I kind of enjoyed that one. That was the one where Will Arnett was super rich and Ben Serafinowicz was his neighbor. Is that the is that the one or is that a different yeah, one? No, that's the one I was thinking of. Yeah. Okay. That's that was really good. Yeah. And when Will Arnett was in a show that I don't remember, but we must have watched it for the like our our. Uh, oh yeah, that she- one with wasn't Margot Martindale in it too? Yeah. Was that yeah. really bad? Yeah, it was terrible. Okay, I didn't remember it at all. I just saw that he had been in the show, and I didn't remember it. The Millers, I think it was called. Yeah, no, we were excited for it, and, and it sucked. That's too bad. Yeah. Oh, well, he's doing all right. Those she's great. commercials. She's great in uh, Sneaky Pete. Oh, right, with, uh, with weirdly on the spectrum Giovanni Ribisi. I don't think he is. I think he's funny. He just acts like he is in everything for some reason. Uh, it's that Scientology man. Wait, is he a Scientologist that, or just his sister? I can't imagine one person in the family isn't, and the other isn't. If they're still talking to each other, yeah, that's true. Which we don't know if they are. Nope. So, go solve a mystery for us, listeners. No. Oh, Scientology curse will not strike this time. They're losing their power thanks to Leo so. Remini. Um, yeah, that's, I mean, Abby's, eh, it got canceled. Watch it, don't watch it, I don't care, yeah. yeah. nobody cares, including the network. Have you seen the, that show that's directed by Olivia Wilde, the movie I, I'm sorry? I haven't seen it yet. It's getting nothing but great reviews, I haven't seen it either. I know, uh, no, I want to see it, but no, I haven't seen much of anything Booksmart, it's called. I Booksmart. couldn't remember. Yeah, I, I oh, I keep forgetting it too. I only I noticed it originally because Bosch's daughter's in it. I was like, hey, what's she doing in that? Oh, is she? I didn't even know <laughs> it was her in it. Oh, maybe I'm wrong. It looks just like her. No, I have no idea, dude. I mean, I'm, it probably is. I don't know much about it except that it's been getting really good reviews. So, speaking of, have you seen? Well, I guess I should wait till we do our recommendations, huh? So. Oh. Let's get to it. Recommendations, Asians, Asians, Asians. Uh, you go first. No, you go first. You have it right on your top no, of your No, no, I haven't seen it yet. So I was wondering if you had. But uh, I know I'm going to recommend uh, something that a show that was a mid-season replacement that we initially watched. And I think we were like, eh, but I think it's gotten really good, which is AP Bio. Oh, and that also is canceled. Oh, no shit? Yep. Oh, damn. I thought the kids on that were fucking awesome. Yeah, that show is, is... It just got better and better. And the thing is, what I was looking forward to is... I forget his name. The guy from It's Always Sunny. And he's he's the most replaceable part of the entire show. Oh, for you sure. Could, you could put like 20 different actors in there and do just as well as him. But everyone else in the cast is great. The kids are great. The, those the three staff teachers, is great. Those three teachers cannot be replaced. All three of them are awesome. Yeah, even the janitor, the... The weird, creepy-ass janitor is great. And he, he was new for this year. He was, yeah. And the sad sack teacher, I can't remember his name. but The guy from Community? <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah. Playing basically the same character. All, <laughs> it, just like the cast yeah. is so, oh, fuck, I didn't know that got canceled. Sorry. That's a sh- that's kind of a shame. It, it really, like, picked up steam this season. Mm-hmm. Ah, well. Well, that was my fucking recommendation. Well, also, people have two seasons of to watch. Yeah, no, that's true. 
Also, the Deadwood movie. That was good. I, I have to watch the entire uh, series before I watch the movie. Oh, yeah, you do. You'd, you would not understand a goddamn thing if you watched the movie. Thanks. Uh, <laughs> no, yeah, it was, I mean, it was a good, it was nice to have an ending to that. And, like, we were like, wait, we need more after it ended. So that's a good sign. <laughs> and Timothy Hoffman is not in it. They replaced him with Sylvester Sloan. Do I have that right? Uh, Frank Stallone. Oh, even better. I, if I hadn't remembered his mother's name, I would have said her. But Mrs. Stallone. Kitty? Is that, could it, can it be? Um, yeah. That's oh, my recommendation. Well, yeah, Go what, ahead. What is yours? Well, I was going to do one more since we're... Oh, maybe I'll, I'll just save it. Huh, you, you won't remember it, but please right. save no, it. No, Chernobyl on HBO is... Oh, is that good? I'm not going to watch yeah. that, but I'm glad it's good. Yeah, no, it's good. Sounds very depressing. Oh, it is. So, no thanks. There was an episode that we just watched where they had to go and kill all the pets in the town. And that was the episode I did not look at the most. Uh, Anyway, yeah, what do you got? I think I recommend slightly newish music, that that Lizzo CD that came out. Oh, fuck yeah, dude. CD kicks ass. really... Really good. I don't know when it came out. Maybe it, was it came out a, y- a couple months ago. Okay, that's that's close enough. Yeah, you should listen to that. Everybody should. It's it's awesome. Yeah, she's rad. Um, and, and she opened for Sleater Kenny. When did you see them? When she opened for them? No, because that must have been awesome. Wasn't here. Um, yeah. But Slater Kenny is touring. I yep. would I'm seriously advise tickets. you to get some tickets next week when they go on sale, Pat. Where is she? Where are they playing near you? Uh, they're playing in Oakland at the Fox. So nice. Yeah, that's the one band we will not miss, and we will gladly pay big money for. So did you see them last tour then? Yeah, we've seen them every tour since at least two thousand. I'm looking forward to see who's opening for them because if it'll probably be worth seeing them if they picked out something someone as good as Lizzo, but apparently not for you. Well, if they had, if they're touring with Lizzo, that would be rad. I mean, they never. No, played... this was the last tour. That's the article I read. Obviously, it wasn't every date. No, but... well, yeah, because when we went, they actually had they did two nights. Well, all right, we saw them at a New Year's Eve show, but for their tour previous to that, which was the same year, I think, um, they had different openers each night, and I didn't recognize the opener my night, so we like skipped it. But it turned out to be Fred Armisen and Bob Mould. So I was <laughs> what pretty idiot. pissed when I found that out. Yeah, <laughs> That sucks. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so I've probably... I, I've, even if I don't know them, I'm going to probably go see the opener with Slitter Kinney because they have a good track record with openers. But I'm looking forward to that. I just got tickets for Angels, and I'm looking forward to that too. Oh, that'll be good. And I'm assuming that she has an album forthcoming if she's touring. She does, yeah. Do wait, does what kinda what kind of room does she play? It's decent club? Yeah, it's it's not the best. It's 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 a big but it's venue. Not huge. Oh it is. It is big. Well no, it's it's where St. Vincent played. It's not super That's pretty huge. big, yeah. It doesn't have good sound though. It's okay sound. It's fine. Yeah, it's not my big venues rarely have good sound. It's not but it's I wouldn't call it big, but if you think where well, St. Vincent plays is big, okay. Yeah, I would consider it big. At least where she played here, I assume it was similar there. Um, where did she play there? 
at the uh, fucking what is it the the Bill Graham, Bill Graham Pacific Auditorium, yeah. yeah. I've never been there, so I don't know what that size is like. The only good band I saw there was My Bloody Valentine because they were so fucking loud that uh, it worked. But yeah, but same. I mean, St. Vincent was fine. It's, the place used to be called Electric Factory, and it was a it was like a, a fixture in Philadelphia for like it was the only place to see these kind of shows for the longest time. But other places, other better places have opened, so it's a little bit disappointing. But also, they've changed their name to Franklin Hall, which is so much less interesting. Boring. Yep. I like Electric Factory and the fact that you put fixture in there. Yep. Uh, yeah, no, Lizzo. That Lizzo album's great. Shit. Yeah, that's my recommendation. Good one. I was. Yeah, well, I, I, was I was wondering if you had seen John Wilk, Wick three yet. I have not. So. I have not. No. Yeah. I'm looking forward to it, but I haven't had a chance to see it. But this is a good year for shows. I have, I have Angel Olsen, Sluter Kenny, Stereo Lab, and Bell and Sebastian all in one calendar year, which is awesome. Yeah, I've got uh, I've got coming up the Slater Kenny as well, uh, Stereo Lab as well, and um, and Squeeze still come. So that those will be some good shows. And- oh, and this I don't think I'd have Bell and Sebastian on that list if they were playing at their regular venue. And I always love seeing them, so I would still go, but it's so much more special when they're playing at this small-ass club. Yeah, yeah. No, definitely. I, I mean, I, I don't usually do it. I usually wait to go to the box office. I actually paid the fee to go see Bell and Sebastian because I was afraid they'd sell out. Yeah. I was wrong. They did sell out, but it wasn't. As, I could have gotten over there. Oh, well. Um, well. Because I thought it used to be that you could only buy them at the, at the club in the place like the – the record store where I used to get tickets said they didn't do it anymore, but when I went over, they said they still do it. So if I was just going over, I could have got them. Oh, that's cool My bad. that they still yeah. do it. Yeah. Well, they ticket fly got hacked and they couldn't do it for a while, but then they fixed it. I'll get I'll get you the presale code for Slater Kitty when I get it. I'm on the mailing think, list shit. So. I think it was already on the Instagram. It's like Groove or something. Oh, okay. Good. Glad Thank they're you. putting it out. Uh, it's so such a weird thing. Why do they even do that? I know. What's what's the point? Why not just make that the sale date? Like yeah. if you're giving out the pre-sale code anyway. Um, yeah. I what? guess it's good for people who are really really dedicated. It does give them a chance to get a, ahead of the. Well, not really. Like resellers are still going to get the yeah, tickets. Yeah, they, they'll fucking get them. They'll get the best seats. Still, well, but I don't think the I'll you have to pay extra for seats at the venue they're playing at, and I'm not going to pay extra. I'll just go to the show. Oh yes, yeah, so, no, I'm. I'll pay extra. Fuck that. I'm never standing <laughs> at a show again. Um, I'm thinking even for Stereo Lab, I'm gonna bust out my uh, my fucking leg thing and try to get uh, ADA seats. Is that is that scummy, <laughs> scumbaggy of me? I don't care. Well, if you see someone who actually needs them, you might give it to them. But other than that, there's rarely there's plenty of seats on that side. They weren't even filled. Last time yeah, you mean, they're playing Stereolab and Bell Special are playing Union Transfer, and they don't have any seats except for people like they all, off to the side. They put like bar seats for people who have trouble standing. Yeah, like, that's yeah. basically how it is at the Fillmore as well. They actually do have upstairs seats at the Fillmore you can get, but for that you have to stand in line so long. It's basically the same as standing during the concert, so it's not really worth it. The one nice thing about Electric Factory slash Franklin Hall is they do have seats and you just wait for them to get them. Yeah, that's nice. Oh my god, dude. Uh, Alright, write to us at popculturecontinuum at gmail.com Rate us highly on... Is it still called iTunes? I think They're so. getting rid of iTunes, so maybe it's going to be called the podcast app that Apple has. 
Anyway, rate us highly wherever you rate things. Uh, like us on Facebook. And most importantly, tell your friends to listen. Yeah, and uh, seriously, you can write to us. Fuck. Yeah, it's been a while. Even if you've already written to wow. us before. Oh, we owe that one dude uh, an email. What? I don't remember. There was I a don't... guy who came on the show with us one time, and he said he had ideas for shows, and I never wrote him back. He came on and sounded like I, we thought he was he was uh, talking to us from like outside, or maybe oh, yeah. he was. <laughs> he was pretty good. He was in some flyover state. Yeah, I remember. Um, all right. Well, that'll do it for this week. We'll figure out something for next week. Until then, <laughs> goodbye, everybody. Goodbye. <laughs>